Within weeks of announcing the reopening of our office during the COVID-19 pandemic, we had an employee threaten to quit unless they can continue working from home. Let me back up just a second to get you up to speed. Coronavirus vaccinations are now available for pretty much anyone who wants them. As a result, more and more employers are deciding to return to the office. Our team at Bernie Portal found out that there's a lot more that goes into communicating these reopening plans to employees than it seems. But don't worry, because I'm here to help. By the end of the episode, you'll know how to keep employees in the loop during your reopening and how to respond to any employee who threatens to leave if they can't continue working remotely. Today we'll cover how to decide to return to the workplace, important return to work considerations for HR, what Bernie Portal did on its first day back, and how to let employees know how your company will return to the office. Let's jump right in and get started. The U.S. vaccination rate has continued to climb since Pfizer, Moderna, and Johnson & Johnson vaccines became widely available at the beginning of 2021. As a result, for many employers who played it safe for the past 16 months, returning to the office is a very real option in the near future. At the same time, the CDC announced in May 2021 that fully vaccinated people can resume activities without wearing a mask or physically distancing. We have a great Bernie Portal resource that explains this in detail found in the episode description. In episodes 54 and 55 of HR Party of One, we discussed how you can make informed decisions about returning to the workplace. We explained that Bernie Portal used a Kepner-Trigo problem analysis to identify all the ways in which our decision to return to the office could go wrong and possible solutions to those problems. We ended up making our decision to return to the office by using the date vaccines were available to adults in our area and adding seven weeks to that date to allow time for appointment scheduling and full vaccination. Okay, now that you've got a better idea of how to think about returning to the office, let's discuss what you need to know when actually returning to the office. Important return to work considerations for HR. As we prepared to reopen the Bernie Portal office, we ran into four main complications. Number one, administrative details and concerns. A lot of new people joined our company over the past 16 months. As a result, many of these fresh faces had some pretty simple questions that needed to be answered. These included questions about where to park, what to wear to the office, where to find the office building, how to get into the office, when to arrive and depart for work, when to take lunch, and for how long. You might have these problems yourself, or you might be one of the lucky employers who retain your entire staff during the pandemic. Either way, it's something worth evaluating. Number two, prepping the physical office space. Not only did we have to think through the administrative side of our return, but I was tasked with the unique challenge of prepping our office after 16 months of pretty much nobody working there. A couple of months ago, the office was a bit of a mess. Boxes were everywhere and people's desks were still cluttered as if they just disappeared without a trace. It was kind of eerie. So what did we do? We got to work. Here's a list of things myself and a couple of other team members did to prepare the office for our return in May. Throw out trash and unused boxes. Rearrange team member seating to accommodate new employees. Added standing desk situations and better lighting for virtual calls. Made tags for every employee. Cleaned out the fridge. I don't really want to talk about that one. Rearranged and ordered new office furniture coordinated with our office building to ensure a safe and efficient reopening. 
We had a ton of plans in place, but we still missed a few things. Like for example, prepping the printer. Our office printer only works when you're signed into our employee-only Wi-Fi. Here's the thing though. Everyone who started in the past 16 months was signed into the guest Wi-Fi. To preserve the Wi-Fi password, I had to go around from computer to computer to get everyone signed on so they can actually print. Here's another. We didn't think to have people stations outside our building to welcome new employees. We sent people once we realized this was an issue, but the point is that you're not gonna think of everything. That's okay, as long as you react accordingly. Number three, setting a new precedent. Once the physical office space was ready for our team to return, I had to think through what the first day back would look like. Because let's be honest here, it's pretty unusual to work with people for more than a year and then meet them in person for the first time. Don't take for granted that certain parts of the culture from pre-COVID are still there. They might not be. You need to think about your first day as an opportunity to set a new precedent for your team. It should be a proper introduction or reintroduction to the company culture. Handling employee turnover. Bernie Portal had more than a dozen team members submit their resignation when we announced our return to work date. It was incredibly stressful, but we were able to stay ahead of the curve thanks to our offboarding checklist, which we covered in episode 71, our consistency across teams. We made it clear that we wanted everyone to return and we didn't budge on that. It was the only way to treat everyone fairly. If team members needed flexibility, we gave them that option to reach out to me. This meant that we could work with team members on a case-by-case -case basis. Finally, we made sure that the first day back in the office was fun and worthwhile. More on that right now. Because I think this is really important, I want to quickly talk through what Bernie Portal did on our first day back. To start, we hosted a welcome back meeting. Our CEO held a 90-minute meeting on Monday morning to talk through some really key details about our company, including its history and where we're headed. Not only that, but each team member actually stood up and introduced themselves to the rest of the team. In many ways, it really did feel like the first day of school. We also live-streamed this meeting for our satellite offices in Austin and Indy. The next 90 minutes or so were dedicated to people setting up their new workstations. A lot of our team brought screwdrivers so they could put together their standing desks, while others spent time setting their new ring lights up. These were important team-building exercises or opportunities to build camaraderie among new faces. We also treated our employees to lunch. Once again, this was a great way to encourage people to get to know each other and become comfortable with their work environment. Instead of a handful of teammates leaving to get lunch on their own or eating at their desks, everyone ate together. Finally, we ended the day by inviting the team to a happy hour just down the block on Nashville's famous Lower Broadway strip of honky-tonks and live music. We ate at a relatively new food hall, which gave people the chance to kick back and relax after what was almost certainly an overwhelming first day in the office. At the time of this recording, we've been back in the office for about a month, and everyone seems to have naturally fallen back into the groove of in-office work again. None of these plans happened without communication between myself and the team. A few tips to keep in mind as you plan your office reopening. Over-communicate, this is essential. Even if you think you're over-communicating the reopening plan, people may still not get the message. Don't be afraid to send, and resend, opening logistics. In just a minute, I'll share a template that we use to alert employees. Be patient. 
From my own experience, you should 100% plan for people to ask you questions that they can very easily answer on their own. Our culture guide comes in handy for a lot of these situations. But just remember that the reopening is new for everyone and they might just feel a bit discombobulated. Be welcoming. Treat it like the first day of school. Remember, this is a culture building opportunity for you. If you're rude, dismissive, or distant on the first day, what kind of impression does that give to your team? Probably not a great one. Hourly versus salary reminders. Our team has both hourly and salaried employees. It never hurts to remind them when they're expected to clock in and out during the day. Be firm and fair. Back to our employee who threatened to quit if they couldn't work remotely anymore. Unless a team member has a condition that requires special accommodation under the ADA, among other possible exemptions, employers are well within their rights to use in-person work as a condition of employment. That's a fancy way of saying that you can terminate employees if they decide they don't want to return to the office. This might seem harsh, but depending on the situation, it's also fair. As the HR party of one, you should feel empowered to not only make this kind of requirement mandatory, but also to enforce it if necessary. Finally, as mentioned a few moments ago, let's walk through a templated return to work communication. We sent out multiple and I've selected the most useful to share. Hi team. We are very excited that our return to the office is getting closer and closer. As mentioned, we will be sending a series of emails covering practical stuff and logistics for our return. Please see below for some additional items pertaining to our return to headquarters. Time tracking. Starting on this date, please clock in and out using this platform. Please reach out to your manager if you have questions on how to track hours. Remote work. As of this date, all team members will be returning to the office. For some, this may be your first day. For any non-exempt or hourly team members, the office will be the only place for your work. No work should be done outside of the office. If you have any questions around this, please reach out to HR directly. Lunch. We want you to take a break during the day. Non-exempt team members are required to take a minimum of at least 30 minutes. Don't forget to clock out at that time. Parking. Please feel free to park at this location. The parking stipend for HQ workers will be this amount per month. Anticipated FAQ. Are there preset office hours? Generally, the office is open from this time to this time. You'll find when you return, there's a natural flow of when the day begins and ends. Am I able to work at a different time? We do allow flexibility. During certain times like quarter four, there are more defined hours for certain teams. Is there a dress code? We have a casual work environment. Wear what makes you comfortable. I'm paid hourly. If I wanted to check out a new restaurant downtown, can I take a longer lunch break? Yes. We ask that you clock out when doing so and to be mindful of your clients and team members' needs that day or week. Thank you. You'll notice in this message that not only did we cover some basic need to knows about our reopening, but we also included anticipated FAQs and preemptive answers. This saves both you and your team time so that you can focus more on getting everyone situated instead of responding to basic questions. I've included a link to this template in the episode description for your convenience. Now some homework. Start planning your return if you haven't already. From analyzing possible problems and opportunities to communicating your actual plan, the sooner you get started and the more detailed your plan, the easier the transition will be for everyone involved. 
That's all I've got this time. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and ring the bell for notifications about the latest HR Party of One updates and new episodes. And never forget that your job is as strategic as you make it.